Hola, mi gente. My name is Jessica Yanez, and I want you to join me for some wine and chisme. The Wine and Chisme podcast was created to amplify voices across communities of color, all while drinking a glass of wine. From wine talk, interviews, and recaps of all things pop culture, join me every Wednesday for the chisme. Please make sure to check out the Wine and Chisme podcast and other amazing podcasts as part of the Latina Podcasters Network. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of The Fearless Mujer. This is a bonus episode for you this week. So I had a conversation with my new friend, Kara Foote. Her and I met through a podcasting mastermind program that we are a part of. And we quickly found out that we have quite a bit of things in common. But Kara's really cool. She's empowering women as well with her story. And I just love what she's doing. So we actually have a conversation about finding purpose in God. And I think that this message is really going to resonate with many of you. And so I hope that you listen to it with a with an open heart. But Kara Foote is a wife, mother of six. She's an entrepreneur and a lifestyle coach with a passion for helping other women break through their strongholds and get unstuck helping them level up in their own lives through inner and outer wellness programs. Her podcast offers Christian moms real-life encouragement, and she shares her own stories of brokenness and how God has used her pain and struggles to inspire other women. So, yeah, she's pretty cool, you guys. She's just really down-to-earth and authentic, and I love women like that. So, anyway, I hope you enjoy this conversation today. God bless. Hey girl, I'm Micaela, a mother, wife, Jesus follower, podcaster, empowerment coach, and a Chicana who loves her cafecito. I'm on a mission to empower each mujer to give herself permission to be the woman God created her to be. Because just like you, I wear many hats. Girl, I see you trying to take care of everyone else. But on this podcast, I invite you to grab your cafecito or glass of wine. Sit back, relax, because I'm going to mentor you and teach you how to stop being afraid of becoming the woman you know you were meant to be. So you ready? All right, girl, let's do this. Hey, Kara, it's so nice hanging out with you today. Hi, Mikaela. I'm excited to be here. Me too. I'm so excited. Um, just you know, to meet you. I know we've seen each other through our uh, mastermind, but it's really great just to connect with you. And I really just love your your message of empowering women too. Thank you. Yeah, I, I connected with you because I saw, uh, you know, what you're doing and, you know, the Latina because of my roots and everything. So I was excited to be able to connect with you and get to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited. So uh, really what we're just going to be diving into talking about purpose because I think that's some of where your heart is and that's where my heart is. And Absolutely. so we really just wanted to have this uh, virtual coffee chat to really talk about yeah. your purpose, your story and all that good stuff that I think we forget because of our mistakes and our struggles that we really were created for something deeper and something bigger. So do you just do, should we just share a little bit about ourselves? Yeah, sure. For sure. Do you, are you going first or am I? <laughs> you can go first if you want. <laughs> All right. Well, let's see. Um, I have kind of a, I know my upbringing is different than yours. Um, I actually 
uh, my roots, even though I came from uh, Bolivia, South America, is because my parents were actually uh, missionaries. So I grew up in uh, Bolivia. And when I was 15, my parents uh, moved to the United States. So I grew up in a uh, Christian household, um, really strict and, uh, you know, kind of sheltered. So I didn't get to see a lot of the real world. And then I got married, um, not right out of high school, but really pretty quick, about a year out of high school. And I wow. didn't know who I was. I, you know, just kind of relied on him for everything. I didn't know uh, my self-worth. I had not, I didn't have any tools being on my own or anything. Um, and it was, it was really difficult. Um, went through um, being married for a little over six years. And then we went through a divorce and again, I had no life skills. So um, I kind of went on this journey that has taken me a really long time. <laughs> We're talking, let's see, how old am I? <laughs> but it's, it's been a good, like 15 year, like journey to just kind of figure out who I was and to really, uh, find God in all of that. Um, I went through, um, right off the bat again, no skills out there, um, being a single mom working, um, getting into the uh, workforce and just trying. And I was, I was a waitress <laughs> because, you know, that's something that you can do as a single mom and, and yeah. make ends meet really fast. It's really hard to even get out of that. But unfortunately I got into a domestic violence situation, like very physically violent, um, almost lost my life, um, had another child, um, gave him up for adoption because of the situation. It was um, fairly traumatic. I uh, went on and had another child. Um, it's just, I, I filled my life with a lot of relationships mm -hmm. to kind of um, trying to figure out who I was. And I just thought that's what I was supposed to do from my upbringing. I was trying to make things right and fix my life. And the more I tried to fix it, it seems like the worse it got. Wow. <laughs> so um, I eventually I found myself, um, my parents had moved to Washington state and I found myself here in New Mexico where I live and out on my own, away from my family, away from kind of my past, like a fresh start. Um, and again, single mom kind of just trying to make ends meet and, um, you know, still, you know, trying to figure out, you know, my relationship with God, it, he had shown me so many things through all the things I'd gone through, but I was still struggling. I just didn't understand myself and my self-worth. And so actually it wasn't until about probably about four years ago. Um, and you know, I, I, I just tell it how it is. I was, I was married again. I've been married and divorced a few times because I couldn't figure it out. And it, it wasn't, um, I, that was one of my biggest struggles was feeling like I was just this huge failure. I couldn't be married because I was a failure. <laughs> and I finally, you know, somebody mentioned it to me that, Hey, you know what? You didn't fail at marriage. Um, you know, and it probably wasn't even meant to be, to be honest with you, mm -hmm. it was me growing and learning who I was. And that's when I really started seeking God and realizing who I was and that I didn't need another person to complete me. And so many people are like, Oh, you'll find that other person that yeah. completes you. And I had to really figure out that's, that's not the case. I was fine being on my own. God completes me. I didn't need some missing piece of my puzzle. And then when I figured that out, you know, things fell into place and it's not to say it's been, uh, hasn't been a struggle. Um, you know, I, I actually did meet my husband. Um, and I know <laughs> I was married before, but uh, <laughs> things are very different. Um, he 
he was in the same kind of place where he had to figure out who he was and know that he was complete without another person. And, you know, I actually kind of went into the relationship kicking and screaming in the sense that not that I was forced, but in the sense (laughs) that I was like, you know, I'm so comfortable now being um, on my own and not wanting to have somebody else like intervene and, and disrupt who I am, because I know it's a challenge when you're in a relationship to really understand, Hey, my self-worth is based on God mm. and who I am him and not another person. And when you're in a relationship, it's just, it's, it happens. So that's just, that's the really like condensed version <laughs> of my life. Um, so yeah, wow. um, I mean, <laughs> I can fill in any other blanks <laughs> and I know that you said you were going into criminal justice um, when I uh, listened to you and I did go, tried to go into criminal justice actually. And then um, I was told I could do anything with that degree that I wanted to, because I was, um, you know, I could, I wanted to be more of like a, an investigator, criminal yeah. investigator. And right at the very um, last time, because being a single mom, it took me a lot longer to go through school. I was doing most of it online. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of it, of course I had to do in person. I ended up with having a seizure disorder. And you cannot go into law enforcement with a seizure disorder because they decided it was stress related. And that was, you know, about four or five years ago, I still finished my degree because I wanted to have that sense of accomplishment. Um, but it was very bittersweet because I couldn't really use it. And going back to what we're talking about, God's, you know, purpose or our purpose in life, I, I kind of was at point one, like going, okay, I've, I've started businesses before and that didn't work out. And then I went through the criminal justice program thinking that's where I'm meant to be. And that didn't work out um, until I just kind of um, got married again and didn't have to be in the, the workforce, which was yeah. the first time, you know, well, since I, since getting divorced when I was in my twenties, um, it was the first time I didn't have to be in the workforce. And so wow. that kind of brought me full circle to like, really try to figure out what my purpose was. That's awesome. Thank you for sharing. Like, I feel like some people are, it's hard to share and talk about, and I I guess like, we'll get into that, right? Like sharing your story. And like, I think now I'm in a place where I'm like an open book. Like it's hard when you're a podcaster, especially when you you're doing it really to empower people and inspire people. And for me, it was God led, like, you know, with my first. Yeah. So yes, we grew up different, but I have, I do have some things in common with you, Kara, but so quick background, obviously my listeners, I've pretty much shared, like I grew up in the hood. I grew up in the inner city on the South side of Chicago. Um, my parents got divorced. They had a pretty bad divorce and I come Mm -hmm. from a very dysfunctional place. Like there's no Mm -hmm. other way to put it. I love my parents. I feel like they did the best with what they could, but it was really hard growing up with my dad. It was really, really hard. And there was a lot of things that, that happened that really cost caused me to feel like I didn't have value. And just like you, I needed, I needed to be with someone, you know? So I had kids really, really young. I had my first son when I was 17. Um, and it was hard, you know, it was really hard. I think when you have a kid so young like that, they don't see you like a mom. They see you more like a big sister. It's it's just how it goes, you know? Um, mm-hmm. And then I was also in abusive relationships. So I had another son and 
my son's father, he, he tried to kill me. He hit me. Um, yeah, it was, it was a pretty bad relationship, but I think when you never, when you never felt any value or worth, you're trying to find yourself in someone. And when that person mistreats you, especially if you were already mistreated growing up, you just think that's just how it is. Um, and then I got married, later on after, you know, I, I already had a relationship with God and I met my husband in church, but here's the thing. You think that because a person is a Christian that they got it all together. But the thing about Christian Uh men is that they're still men and they have struggles and they mess up. And, and I think that's when people don't understand that about, about Christians, because some Christians, right, try to act like they're perfect, like everything's perfect. And you just got to read your Bible more. And, you know, I say that because I I came from a legalistic type of church, and I saw it. And so we're all just trying to, you know, we're, we're a a work in progress, really. Uh, But I got divorced from my husband. (laughs) <laughs> and mm-hmm. then we got remarried. So we're still together now. So it's, it's been, it's been quite an interesting adventure, but um, yeah, I'm wow. really grateful for just where my life is now. And now I know, like, I have to use all my stories, all the hard stories, all the hard Absolutely. things that I had to overcome. I have to teach that to others and give that to others because I owe that to God, you know? So that's kind of in a nutshell, (laughs) that's, that's me. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, no, I can totally relate to that and how, uh, you know, when I, I always knew like, well, I should say always, but since, um, when I was in that DV situation, I was Mm -hmm. probably about 26 and into 27 years old. And I like to say that I, you know, going through that, um, basically he thought he killed me and left me for dead. Um, and went to prison and, and everything. Um, of course I didn't die, but I, it really changed my thinking, but I'd like to say that I like learned my lesson and kept going. But of course, when, and as you probably know too, if you've been through any, um, domestic abuse, um, whether it's emotional or anything and my, my first marriage was very abusive emotionally and verbally. Um, he was supposedly a Christian, um, and when the kids were starting, I had my first when I was 20. Wow. Um, so, you know, I, I felt young, I look back and I, I, because That's I young. didn't have the experience, I mean, yeah. I had a different worldview than a lot of people because of having grown up the way I did in a different country, very, very poor. And, you know, with, um, you know, basically in, you know, the society of, of Bolivians, it just, it was, it changed my worldview. But that being said, I didn't know half of the stuff about the drugs and all of the things that go on in the real world. It was just what I saw on TV. And even then I was pretty sheltered. So when I was thrown out in the real world, I didn't have the tools to be able to figure that stuff out. And it definitely changed, you know, my perspective as a mom, but having, you know, had children when they were starting to be emotionally abused and verbally abused, that was when I was like, I, you know, I, I just, I couldn't keep going that direction. I'm like, it's one thing, you know, I'm a strong woman. I can be, I can take the abuse now it hurts, but I always said, you know what, actually the physical abuse hurt me less than the emotional abuse because, you know, physically like, okay, it, you know, it is whatever it was, but it still sent me in this cycle. And I, I knew that from that point on, I was like, God has allowed me to go through these things. I mean, the mistakes are all mine. Like mm-hmm. I made stupid mistakes, really stupid mistakes. And 
um, each of those was a lesson. I knew God wanted me to use it. I just didn't know how. And so I'm so glad that I did find podcasting. I only, um, you know, ran into some of the same, you know, the mentor that we have, um, Stephanie, I found her last year and, um, you know, during the COVID stuff and everything is when I started listening and God had told me a few years ago, um, and when he, he and I have an interesting relationship where he tells me things, it's not like I hear this voice (laughs) and that has happened before when I, um, you know, I can talk about that if you want me to, but he's, he told me basically you have everything inside you mm-hmm. or whatever it is. And I was like, is, does he mean, what does that mean? Like, that's all he said was do I've given you everything you need. You don't need anything else. And I'm like, well, okay. That's really very vague because what does that mean? Like, <laughs> okay. So then I was like, even for a while I was like, okay, well, maybe I should do like these, you know, those little uh, subscription boxes. I'm like, Ooh, I could do yeah. a subscription box. I could, I could market it this way. And I could do all this. I just like, I mean, that's kind of me having everything I need. Like I, I have had a business before mm-hmm. a brick and mortar business. Um, and then my husband and I have um, an insurance business, but mm-hmm. I'm like, I can't stand doing the things that he does. I'm like, I don't feel like that's where God had wanted me. So I was just struggling and struggling. And then because I was a personal trainer, I'm like, well, that's what I meant to do. I'll help people. I'll coach people through that. And what started happening like last year when everything went to online Mm -hmm. is people started gravitating towards me when I was putting myself on social media that were like, your story, like, and it didn't start happening until I started mentioning having been divorced, having been through abusive relationships, having given a child up for adoption that people would message me and they say, Oh my goodness, I can totally, I I resonate with what you're saying. And so it started happening as I started coaching people without meaning to, like, I wasn't even purposely coaching them, just being there for them and just them finding somebody that's been through whatever they're going through or have gone through more recently to, to be able to empower them to say, Hey, I can, I can do these hard things. And my life verse is I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is Love it. my life verse because the strength isn't in me. It's yeah. God. It's, it's gotta be God because the things that you, and you, you've been through things, the things that we've gone through in life, there's no way I could go through it on my yeah. own. Like I would be crushed through it. Yeah. It's, I love it. And I love that now you, you kind of see that, like, it's so, it's so beautiful when like, you're at a place where you're like, whoa, it's like a light bulb turns on and you're like, I see it now. I get it now, God. Like I get, yeah. although like, it feels wish, good. <laughs> yeah, it, it really does. And like, I wish I had never gone through all the things that I went through. Right. Like I was right. suicidal before I gave my life to Jesus. So I wish I hadn't gone through all these things and all this pain and all this trauma. But at the same time, it's like, I know that there's women out there, there's young women out there, like in that same situation, and they don't know how to yeah. escape it. And they don't see their work. Yeah. They don't see that there is such a bigger purpose for them, you know? And so that's, right. that's why I'm so like, passionate about like telling women like your story matters, your actual story yeah. Like you have all these stories, but there's, it leads up to one big story and there is a purpose for it. And the yeah. problem is, okay. you know, that because of what people spoke into us, because there is, you know, a spiritual warfare and because of our own mistakes, right. Of our own mistakes that we make, 
we just end up feeling like we're trash, like we're not worth anything. And yeah. especially when you've been in a, an abusive relationship, you yeah. that, when you are in that type of relationship, you are so like torn down and mm-hmm. you just feel like so numb. At least that's how I felt when I was, you know, in, in that relationship, because I felt like, man, I'm not worthy. I'm just not worthy. Yeah. So I love that you shared that. So what like would you say now about just really helping others understand that like you really do have a purpose? Because I think a lot of women don't even they don't even understand that, you know? Right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> you know, the whole purpose thing, you know, it, it sucks. Like you said, at the time you're going through it and you don't see the big picture. You don't know you know, why am I going through this? And, you know, so many times when something bad happens to us, you know, we wonder why, and like you said, spiritual warfare has a lot to do with it. And I think because I was a Christian, there was this huge fight, you know, for, you know, my life maybe, and God knew I was going to do great things. And if Satan knows that he's like, I'm going to do everything to make sure her message doesn't go out there. Yeah. Um, But like I was, like we were talking about um, (laughs) earlier, you know, with the pain, um, knowing that there's pain in what the purpose is for the pain makes that pain a little bit easier. But what makes it so hard is when we don't understand that we have a purpose and that God has that purpose for us. And so when we don't understand our value and we don't understand our purpose, that pain seems unbearable. And unfortunately in this day and age too, you know, suicide is prevalent. I would love to say that because I wasn't a Christian that I didn't think about suicide because I was a Christian that I didn't think about suicide, Mm -hmm. but unfortunately it almost put more pressure on me having been a Christian saying I'm not living up to what I'm supposed to. And because I grew up with such a strict kind of religious family, um, I was, I was the black sheep. I had a giant scarlet letter and I could never live up to those expectations. And I felt like you know, I was this failure because I had been through all these things and I was this outcast because I wasn't supposed to get divorced and how dare I, and then especially not supposed to get remarried and divorced again. Yeah. And every time that happened, I just, I couldn't live up to those expectations that I thought I had. And at one point I just thought everybody's going to be better off without me. My wow. kids would be better off without me. Um, you know, you get into that cycle and once you start getting into that cycle, you have to there has to either be, um, something or someone honestly that helps you. Um, I don't, you know, I, I wish I could say that it was all like, there was some huge story or magical thing, but really honestly, um, you know, I had to find one tiny glimmer of hope to, to hold on to. And for me, um, a lot of it was my youngest child. She's, um, she's 11 years old. And if I had, if I didn't have her, honestly, I don't know if I would be here because, um, my desire to basically off myself was so strong. I just thought that there was nothing. And I I'm so happy that, that God gave that her to me because I was not even supposed to have any more children. Even the doctor, when I had her had said how on earth I was doing everything I could to prevent that, but I actually had cancer at the time and I didn't know that I had cancer. Um, they had thought I did before I even got pregnant and I, I avoided it. Um, so what I tend to do is I, I used tended to do, I used to run from my problems um, and I would try to outrun them. So even when they thought I had cancer, I was like, I just won't go back to the doctor. Cause that makes it not real. Wow. And so, 
while I was pregnant, they, uh, they couldn't do a biopsy, but they were, they were able to do some other things that determined that I did have cancer. And so, you know, I, I look back on that, seeing that big picture and that purpose. And I think she doesn't even know, like, she is like that sunshine, um, things with my other kids. I, I saw them sometimes. And then sometimes I didn't, when I moved to New Mexico, um, because their dad moved here, um, he got real controlling and wouldn't let me see them. Um, mm. it, it just, it was, it was a struggle and it was a struggle because I, I didn't know anybody. I didn't have anybody, but even so it's not like being back in Washington. I have my family because yeah. I was from a Christian home. They, they didn't agree with my life choices. And even if I went and tried to minister in some way to like, um, I, I actually had a ministry in Washington where I worked with, um, kid, youth on the street, mm-hmm. um, that were homeless. Wow. And I felt like such a calling and help, you know, working with them. Um, but you know, even going through that, my parents would be like, Oh, you're not supposed to be doing that. And I'm like, you, you were a missionary. So you think you'd understand. And I know I'm your daughter, but like, wow. it was really hard for me to not feel accepted by them. And that was, that was, you know, and I don't know if you went through that, um, being that you were from, you know, a broken home and I wasn't from a broken home, but I still went through that. And it definitely impacted like myself and then how I've seen my kids and my, my kids, you know, uh, my oldest is 20. I think yours is probably the same. And, yeah. and seeing yeah. him go on his own and have I given him the tools now to be able to fight these things. And of course you do things differently with your mm-hmm. kids than you, that were done to you, you know, cause you don't want to be that same way. Um, but it's, it all, it all comes back to the spiritual warfare, I think. Um, yeah. so what, what were some things like that in your life, you know, where, where do you see that spiritual warfare and where do you see, you know, God really redeeming those situations? Yeah. You know, as you were talking, I wanted to just quickly mention, like you were saying how there were so much, there was so many things that were expected of you, right. That you didn't do. right, And that's one of the things that is so big in the Latino community. Like we are supposed to do what our parents tell us. Right. I mean, just in general, you're supposed to, but there's a lot of things that for, for, for me growing up, like my dad, it was like his way, no way. Don't question me, just do it. So it was almost like you were just expected to do what your parents told you. And especially like a lot of older kids, or just depending on if you were like, the only boy or like the oldest child, you're expected to, to take care of the younger kids. So that's kind of why, like what you're saying just resonates with me so much is because you're expected. Like I had kids before I got married. That's like a, Oh my God, you know, you're not married, Uh you know, and my kids, my kids have different dads, like, Oh, your kids have different dads. So all that kind of stuff where like, you don't do things the way that you're expected to. And then you're looked at like you're a failure. So I, I totally Mm -hmm. relate with that. But as far as me, like I really have seen God just redeem my life just in general, because I was suicidal. Right. I always kind of, um, always blamed myself for things, but also kept thinking about all my mistakes that I made just like, playing them over and over, you know, where finally I had to come to a place where like, I'm forgiven, and I just have to keep going, you know, and now I see that 
all the things that I've been through because I got divorced from my husband or we got divorced from each other. And, you know, Mm -hmm. our marriage, even though we were Christians, we really weren't putting God in the center of our marriage. And it's not, it's not easy when you, it's not easy being married, but it's also not easy when you both come from a very dysfunctional place, but you think that we're just going to figure it out, you know, and, and we just kind of, we just kind of winged it. And that's, there's a way that you are supposed to have a marriage where it's actually going to work out. Right. And that's really having God, God in the center, especially because we all have a lot of struggles. Like none of us are perfect, you know? And so, you know, really, I just, I, I think back now and I think like, man, I know that God had such a big calling over my life that absolutely he literally tried to destroy everything. You know, he tried to destroy me as far as my self-esteem, my worth, you know, and, and Mm -hmm. continuing to find myself in relationships, you know, that's probably where my life would be right now. So that's why I just, you know, I tell, I tell the women who listen to me, like, I love Jesus. (laughs) Like, it's not to throw it in anyone's face. But this is what it is. You know, I did not find my purpose until I gave my life to Jesus. And then God began to connect the dots in my life. And now it's like, well, now because God did this for me, I want to give back to God by helping other women, you know? So that's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I would be in the same place if, if I didn't have God, you know, it, I wouldn't, I wouldn't know my self-worth. I would be out there trying to find it in another man. And, um, you know, something I haven't even shared with my listeners, uh, your listeners get to hear it, I guess, first as well. as mine. Um, but when I was uh, young and so I, I actually freaked out, um, when my, my daughter who just turned 18, uh, she was going through a relationship with a guy that was two years older and I'd gone to a Christian school and my daughter was in a Christian school and that's how she met her boyfriend. And that's how I met my boyfriend when I was younger. And, um, he took my virginity and it wasn't by my choice. And I had a really wow. hard time just saying, Hey, I was raped. I definitely didn't tell my parents because that was like a big, like, you know, I, I was taught having been in a Christian home, you, you know, you are not supposed to have sex until you're married. And when yeah. you've been taught that and something, you know, doesn't go with that plan. I, in my mind, I was like, I have to marry this guy. So I'm going to keep him by continuing to have sex with him. I need to be attracted to him. I need to do whatever it takes to stay with this guy. And so it really made my self-worth very dysfunctional because I got my self-worth in being attractive to a male and, you know, having sex and, and that Mm -hmm. sort of thing. So of course my thinking was completely wrong. And then I was like, "Ah, I'm used good. So, you know, I, my real, you know, really my self-worth was down the drain and my poor parents didn't even know until after I, and I didn't marry that guy. They had cut that relationship off. And I was so angry that I was like the next guy that I date, I'm going to marry. And that's what I did. And it wasn't what probably was not God's path for me. And I, I like, I don't regret obviously having my children, they're a blessing. And, um, you know, but having gone through all that so young, you know, then finally telling my parents when I went through that divorce and they were horrified and they came back and actually apologized and said, there were a lot of things that 
we did wrong and we didn't know. We're sorry for that. But Mm -hmm. the thing is, is there, there's no perfect parent. And I have to remind myself that because even being a step parent, Mm -hmm. um, I have three, you know, stepchildren and that's been a challenge because I'm not, it, it, it really, you come face to face with, I am really not the perfect parent. They have other parents that may seem like they're, they might act like they're perfect or they may throw, th- throw things back in your face or whatever. It's challenging. It keeps you on your knees and going, what, what can I instill in these children? Like, I don't want them to follow my path. And I don't want any of my listeners that might be starting to go towards those paths or they're questioning themselves or their self-worth, um, or these women that are got married young, or maybe they, they went through, um, you know, my background or your background to go, you know, who, who are we, you know, why, you know, we need to find ourselves in a, a relationship yeah. and then go through these things that either you or I went through. Cause it's, yeah. if, if I could go back and like, tell myself something back when I was like 18, if I could instill, I probably wouldn't have listened to myself because <laughs> I was very hard headed, <laughs> um, unfortunately, but I would tell myself that you are enough. You yeah. are enough. You don't need, and one of the things that I'd heard lately, and I was like, oh, I wish I knew this when I was younger. Um, somebody has said, um, it was probably a pastor or something that you can't make God love you any less or any more. So yeah. there's nothing you can do bad or nothing you can do good that would make God love you less or more. He loves you exactly for who you are at whatever point you're in in your life. And whether you change your life around or you're not, he still loves you that way. And it took a lot of pressure off me to really come to that realization and realize, um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. It was, you know, something that definitely sticks with me. (laughs) No, I love that because I think that when you make so many mistakes, it's so easy to continue condemning yourself and saying like, why did I do that? Or like, like, a lot of what I used to do was negative self-talk and like beat myself up. And because that's what, what happened to us growing up, we were, we were tore down a lot with, with the words my parents spoke over us. So you just kind of pick that up. And a lot yeah. of the things, and, and you probably know this, like a lot of the things that, you know, people speak over themselves, usually it's not even their own voice. It's the voice of somebody else. Like, whoever, whoever was around them growing up. But I would, I would tell myself like, man, you're so stupid. Why did you do that? Why do you keep doing that? And so now I'm like, I'm so glad that one, I, I don't need someone to try to complete me and make me feel whole because I learned that the hard way that even, even if I'm married and even if my husband is a good person, he still has yeah. struggles. So to find um, my whole worth in a person, that's yeah. not going to work, you know? And <laughs> I think really understanding yourself as a woman and understanding that, yes, I made these mistakes. I, I, I messed up or like this happened to me, but I still, I still can use this yeah. for something greater. Right. And so that's what I love about just really understanding that I'm not in religion, right? I have mm-hmm. a relationship with God, which makes yeah, it totally absolutely. different, you know? So, but yeah, I, I just, I love your message. I love everything that you're doing. And I love how you're really just using your own story. You're like, this is me, this is what it is. And really just 
being able to be there for other women, that's so powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I say the same thing for you. I think it's great. And, um, I really resonated with what you said about, um, you know, in your last episode about, um, you know, your dreams and, you know, so often as going through the things that we've gone through, um, you know, having even been a single mom or, and then even getting married after the fact and, and the things you've gone through, it's easy to get caught up in, um, you know, just doing what's expected of you and thinking that we've been pushed down so long and then taking the things that you've gone through and knowing that God has that bigger purpose for you. There is a dream out there and you should be able to pursue it. And it is hard sometimes to see what that is, but if there's something that God has laid on a person's heart, whether you're a Christian or not, whether that you have that relationship with God or not, you have something that's in you. And a lot of times it's like your talents, you know, your abilities. And sometimes it's not, you know, you don't have to have all of the know-how to be able to pursue your dreams and, and have that be your purpose. Um, oftentimes, you know, you're, you feel something and you're good at something. And if you just pursue it, you're going to gain that experience. You're going to be able to set foot and, and do whatever it is much more successfully than if you're trying to do something else that you think you should be doing or is expected of you just because that's what you think you should be doing, especially coming from that Latina background and having that expectation that you have to follow maybe a parent's footsteps, um, or, you know, you have to raise your children a certain way. And, um, and a lot of times, like, I know with having grown up in the culture that I grew up, mm-hmm. um, it was expected that you took care of, like you said, you took care of your siblings, you took care of the home, You're, you know, that was all you were allowed to do. You yeah. weren't allowed to be in business. You couldn't be yeah. kind of entrepreneurial. That was like a big no, no. So like for you taking that step in faith and doing that, that's huge. And I really hope that, um, you know, your listeners are able to relate to that and see that they can do more. That's okay. And that they are, have that within them to be able to do that. Yeah. I I love that you said that before we wrap up, (laughs) I feel like I could talk to you like forever. (laughs) No, (laughs) I love what you were saying. Cause I feel like when you don't know your purpose or not, I feel like, right. I've been there. You're kind of like trying to find, well, maybe if I try this, or maybe if I try this, well, I kind of like that. So let me try to do that. Or you see that someone's doing something and you're like, oh, that looks cool. Maybe I could do that. I think when you're constantly functioning that way, you're not really even functioning in your own gifting, like in where you're truly supposed to be. And when you're functioning in the area where you're gifted, where God has positioned you, you don't have to fight for it. It's not like this big headache. It's like, of course, it's ever evolving. And of course, you have to continue growing. But it kind of just makes sense. Does that does that make sense? (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like, um, you know, sometimes the thing that you're meant to do, it's easier in the long run, like, but we don't see that because we're looking for something like quick, like a quick, quick fix. And like, it's kind of like why same reason why people look for those get rich quick mm-hmm. things, you know, or, or, you know, a lot of women get involved in um, like a multi-level marketing yeah. or companies, things like that, because they're trying to get something, but you're right. It's not for them. But the thing is, is what's for them. It doesn't seem like it's easier at the time, 
Yeah. It seems like, oh, that'll be hard. Like maybe it'll be hard because like you or I were sharing our story and you're like, Mm -hmm. ah, I am not ready to do that. But what you don't realize is that's actually like your purpose. And even though it seems like it would be harder for you, it's actually going to be easier, but it seems, it looks like the harder road. So we don't choose it naturally. So, um, I talked to my listeners about, um, what you want now or what you want most. And so I have to constantly remind myself that it's not about what I want now. It's about what I want most. And it's about that purpose and that big picture. And it's easy to get sidetracked into those temporary things. Ooh, I could do this. And then, yeah. you know, cause I've had a lot of business ventures and stuff like that too. And so, <laughs> um, yeah, so I I'm laughing because I, really, I um, did it too. <laughs> yeah. I think I did like, party like candles. I tried tried (laughs) a lot of different little companies, um, and things like that. And, you know, it's easy. It's easy for us women because our minds are in like all these places and we're capable of doing so many things, especially when you're a strong woman, you're, you have all these capabilities and it's hard to go, well, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing? And it's not usually what's easier. And, you know, even doing a podcast and venturing yeah. out and doing these things and putting yourself out there and being vulnerable. And uh, it leaves you more vulnerable to attack too. Yes. Um, other people don't want to see successful stories and perhaps family members don't like hearing these things. And sometimes I share things that I'm like, kind of, I hope certain people don't listen to this <laughs> because I wouldn't be very happy, but I'm like, this is my experience. This is what I'm, yeah. I've gone through. And I want to help somebody else that's going through this, that thinks you're supposed to hush and not talk about that, but we need to talk about it. We need to do that. So I, I'm so yeah. glad that you're doing this. Thank you. And I wasn't laughing. I, <laughs> I just, I was laughing because I, I did the direct sales and I always thought, well, maybe this company's better. And it's not to like badmouth it because I was able to like buy groceries when I was doing it. And yeah, and it helped me a oh. lot. And and I had a lot of fun. But I think that, you know, it's always better, like what you said. Can you say what you said just one more time to do what's something about the most? Oh, it's it's do you want do you want what you want now or do you want what you want most? Yeah. So you have to think it's, it's about what you want now or what you want most. And now of course is immediate gratification. But if, if we get sidetracked by that immediate gratification, we're not going to get to see that most, that's something better that God has for you. Yeah. I love that. That was so good. Um, well, <laughs> this was so much fun. Um, I'm going to, so this is, I guess we should just say it. This is a crossover. So I'm going to add all your info so my listeners can find you. And thank you. I'll add that in the show notes for you. But anything else before we we wrap up? Nope. And I'm going to do the same thing in mind so that my listeners can find you too. And I appreciate you so much and yeah, getting to know you. you better. Yeah. So do you want to so cool. um, so. say a prayer or anything for? Um, yeah. Do quick? you want to do it? That You could do it if you want. Yeah. It's just okay. be a real quick, real quick prayer. Since I know that we're both um, believers yeah. and hopefully it'll bless somebody that's listening too. Yeah, sure. Okay. Dear heavenly father, thank you so much for us being able to get together on this chat, Lord. And, um, I think I'm thankful for uh, Micaela and, and her heart for other people, uh, the purpose that you have given her, uh, to be able to help other Latina moms and women. I just pray that uh, you help both of us to go forward and, and complete 
the calling that you have for us, Lord, and our purpose, and that we don't lose sight of that. We don't get distracted. Uh, Same with any of our listeners, Lord, just uh, touch their hearts and help them uh, be able to see their worth and that you have a purpose, even if they're going through painful things. We thank you so much for everything. In Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hey girl, thanks so much for joining me. It was such a pleasure hanging out with you. If this episode inspired you and empowered you, share it with the women in your life so that they can be empowered too. And could I ask you for a quick favor? It would mean the world to me if you left me a review and subscribed. That way you never miss an episode. And if you want to connect with me, I'm on Instagram at the Fearless Mujer Podcast. You can also come join the private Facebook group. Fearless Mujeres is a sisterhood and community where you're going to be empowered and inspired. And you'll find the link to that group in the show notes. And girl, let me ask you a quick question. Have you been feeling like you're not walking in your true purpose? If you're looking for guidance and clarity and support, book a free 20-minute clarity call with me. We can focus on the things that are holding you back from really walking and stepping into your God-given purpose. And girl, before you go, if you want to screenshot this episode and share it to your Instagram, Facebook, that would be pretty cool. All right, girl, until next time, God bless.